Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Everyone's a winner, babe, and that's no lie. Hello, and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet that's dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Ooh, baby, we're in grown-ups territory, yeah, my friend. Yeah, we made it, dude. We're finally here. All growed up. All growed up and nowhere uh, to grow. I got hair where I didn't even know that you could get hair. Oh, man, and is my eyesight going? Oh, boy, yeah. I better get me some glasses. Wait, you've got hair growing out of your eyeballs, too? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> tufts, long tufts of hair. <laughs> Man, it looks that like would two suck. horses' tails coming out of my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's extremely painful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man. Anyway, uh, this is our podcast. We are, we, you know, if you if you're new to this podcast, maybe there's some grown ups fans who are listening in for the first time. If so, welcome. Um, you're in for a treat. We're uh, we're a podcast that we we talk about Sandler, and then the next episode we talk about Scorsese, and we do it over and over again until we run out of movies. <laughs> and we're we're getting close, Jeremy. I mean, by close, I mean we probably have like six months <laughs> left to go. But I don't know if it's that. It may not be that long. It's uh, but I, we're we're getting towards the tail end. We're we're like out of we're like into the three quarters, you know, territory of both both film, both filmographies of both. I Adam wish Sandler. I kept paid more attention to how long because I'm wondering. I think that the Sandler Scorsese series might be longer ultimately than the one we did on for three directors, the <laughs> Andersons. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, yeah, and who knows, like. I have a feeling we're going to kind of maybe cut a little bit of corners here. Like we're definitely, you know, not doing, not going to be doing certain movies that, that Sandler's in. Like, uh, probably, we right. probably will skip the hotel Transylvania series, you know? Sure. Well, uh, I mean, he's, he's just like a guest voice on there, right? I, I don't know. Like he, I don't know if he's like, he, I mean, he plays Dracula. No, he's top build. No, yeah, we got to do, gotta it. do we it. it. I think we got to do it. <laughs> Damn it. But like, for okay. example, we did, and I'm glad we did cover the movie Dirty Work, but when we we did cover Dirty Work in the early uh, phases of this iteration of the podcast, and he's in that movie for like 15 seconds. Yeah, but didn't we do that and, on the Patreon? Uh, yeah, I like, guess maybe that was a yeah, Patreon. Because also yeah. like uh, our, our boy Norm MacDonald and Bob Saget both passed away, so... I always had, forget had that we have a Patreon. 
Yeah, that's right. We should probably plug that before we say anything else. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy, where you can find all of the magical materials that we call supplemental here on the podcast. We really let our hair down on that bad boy. You better go over there right now and subscribe at the $5 tier if you want to get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of bonus content from the makers of this show. Eric, have you ever heard of the plug done that fast? No. I <laughs> got to say, my dude, you have a, a, a very... Uh, successful career ahead of you as an auctioneer <laughs> i just had a non-caffeinated ginger ale so i am <laughs> i am on <laughs> <right>. cloud nine <laughs> yeah you get you got ginger and uh probably a moderate amount of sugar running through your veins yeah that's yeah to put it lightly i uh, was at like a charity auction kind of thing uh earlier in the year and the guy just talked at like a normal speed. Huh. I think it was my first, I'm pretty sure this is like the first time I was at an auction too. So I was just kind of expecting that. But I, maybe that is just a movie thing. You know who you wouldn't want to get as your auctioneer? Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah, I could see that taking a long time. Guy talks too slow, see. You know they do these the not every season but on Survivor they do these uh auction segments like where like halfway through the season Jeff Probst will be like all right it's time for the Survivor auction and he gives them all like $200 yeah and uh they bid on like items of food and stuff uh-huh. <laughs> Cause these people are just like starving. <laughs> it's a very funny concept. I'm still kind of watching Survivor, and it's very funny to me how much of the entertainment of the show just comes from like starving people and making mm. them uh, hate all of the people around them and the situation that they're in. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Anyway, uh, we are here to talk about Adam Sandler and. I guess before we dive into the grown-ups, um, you know, trivia and stuff, is this your first time seeing grown-ups, Jeremy? It is. I never watched this movie, never wanted to watch this movie. Um, well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I didn't want to watch this movie back in 2011 or 2010 when it came out. Only more recently has my interest peaked just because I've been doing such a good, you know, we've been doing such a deep dive on the Sandman, but... You know, this wasn't this wasn't this was one that I was maybe looking a little bit forward to, you know, for like the uh, sure the podcast, but d- definitely had n- zero interest in it prior. Yeah, I'm the same way actually. I uh, I don't know. It's funny how you can get to a point. It can get to a point, and part of this isn't like necessarily on you know these actors or sandler or anything part of it too is like me and probably yourself like uh we've we i i feel like the the two of us have gone through some like pretty formative parts of our lives like over the course of sandler's career uh to where yeah i just like wasn't i just did not care (laughs) when this movie came out i was like yeah i'm probably not gonna see that looks pretty stupid that being said Watched it last night or yesterday. <laughs> I'm a Grown Ups fan, my dude. Yeah. I mean... I like the movie Grown Ups. Yeah, the movie Grown Ups is definitely like a return to something missing, I think, from the last few Sandman picks we've done. Like, 
It's definitely not in my top ten Sandler movies, no. but um, it is. It is higher, and it's going to rank higher than a lot of other ones because just by the nature of like this film has a rhythm that like reminded me of of other Sandler movies. Like it definitely wasn't present in bedtime stories, um, and uh, and yeah, I can't even remember the movie we did before that. But like, I feel like this is. Um, yeah, this is like this this one felt this one felt all right and it was good to have all of these celebrities in it, you know? Like Oh yeah. That was pretty that, that that really helped. Like just the cameos and the fan service and stuff. I it it's a fun one to watch for sure. It's got its problems and I'm not even talking about like content, you know what I mean? Like it's I'm talking about doesn't story, have a plot. Story. I know, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't really have a plot. And the overall message of the movie is like, isn't technology bad? Don't you want to yeah. play outside? It's just like, or, or like, aren't kids today, uh, shouldn't we, they play outside more? <laughs> right. But it's, uh, it's a, yeah. But that being said, there's some great stuff in this movie, man. I'll tell you one thing that got my ass real good was the, was the arrow roulette scene <laughs> love it love the arrow roulette stuff yeah um, that was good stuff yeah and of course colin quinn's char- whole character is awesome in this <laughs> there's some big laughs in this one the uh yeah. the first one the when i the first time i like just uh, I, I laughed uncontrollably a couple times actually the first time was when uh kevin james swings on the uh the yeah. rope <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good yeah yeah it's good stuff yeah 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 um but, I, think, I think like a lot of the rob schneider stuff in the like you know i i looked at like one of the trivias is like rob schneider was um uh uh nominated for a razzie award which is like the you know for bad actors but i'm like i rob schneider is really funny in this movie like he's, yeah he's kind of He's great. <laughs> like he's one of the best parts. I'm like, how how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone. I mean, man, and that's he's so not funny. Play, he's not playing it, a uh, another race, which is good. <laughs> right. It's funny. I was thinking about David Spade earlier uh-huh. and how it seems like he just like knowing seeing David Spade on, in like interviews and on like he has his own talk show or something, right? Like, just seeing him as a person, he, like, is at all of his characters. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, him and I think Chris Rock and Sandler and maybe even Kevin James are all kind of doing, like, heightened versions of themselves. Yeah. Where Rob Schneider is kind of, like, on a whole other planet. Yeah. Like, they just sort of, yeah. He's the only him. one that plays, like, has his own name, too. That's his character's right. name. Yeah. I, I definitely felt like, well, I don't know who Rob Schneider is or like what his dynamic is like in the group. Like if he is like kind of the pipsqueak who gets picked on a lot, but um, definitely like him being married to the older woman was so good. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This is an interesting one. I'm, I'm excited to talk also about a little bit about Kevin James in this movie like oh yeah what did you think of kevin james because i i i it's weird it's like we all know that 
he's the surrogate Chris Farley. In fact, if you look at IMDb, the very first trivia pieces Adam Sandler wrote this to originally include Chris Farley. It was it was set in the nineties. It was in nineteen ninety seven when Chris died. It halted the plans to make Grown Ups. Interesting. So um, uh, we know he's supposed uh, to be the Chris, but he's definitely not Chris Farley. And no. I don't know if he fits in super well. Like he made me laugh a bunch, and I think he's very funny and very good. You know, we talked about his stand up and stuff last time but i don't know if i felt like he he clicked with the rest of the gang um i don't know i kind of felt i i felt a little bit differently um but i do sort of i get what you're saying a little bit i mean the other guys were like on snl together um you know i think they were all together at the same time with colin quinn too and, uh, yeah, it seems like Kevin James kind of comes from another, just from another place. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he seems like the friend that, like, sort of joined in a little bit after everyone else had got, you know, met each other or whatever. But, yeah, I, I guess if I had known going in that, like, Kevin James was supposed to be a Chris Farley, playing the Chris Farley character, I probably would have had, like... a more of a negative opinion about it because he's not i mean but that's just not what he is like chris farley i mean i just watched a a video of chris farley like making an entrance on a talk show i think it was letterman or something and he's like running down the uh the stairs like picking fans up out of the crowd and like shaking them and screaming (laughs) and doing cartwheels and stuff like kevin james it doesn't do that kind of physical comedy he's he's like a funny bigger guy that like jokes about weight stuff, but there's so many differences, I think. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's got a whole different kind of personality, you know, he's, he's lovable. They're both lovable, but like in different ways, I think. And, um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, why, uh, do do we want to kind of maybe get into like what this movie is and, and all that? Sure. Uh, so like, this movie's directed by Dennis Dugan. Um, you know, it feels redundant to keep re- reminding the audience like who Dennis Dugan is, but you know, he he directs a ton of Sandler stuff. Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, uh, Jack and Jill. Anyways, um, Dennis yeah, Dugan's you probably back. know him best from his uh, one episode of Ally McBeal in nineteen ninety eight. That's probably where you've heard of his name, because well, right. our p- podcast is just full of McBeal heads. Oh and yeah, they're and they're they're basically pounding at my door every day, trying to get alligators. Us to cover. Alligators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is written by Adam Sandler and Fred Wolf. Uh, Fred Wolf is a television writer, stand-up comedian. Um, it stars Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider. That's the main, the main boys in the cast, and then of course we have. Sort of the wives, which are their own sort of murderer's row of great performers. We have Maya Rudolph, Selma Hayek, Maria Bello, uh, Joyce Van Patten. Um, mm. uh, we have supporting uh, roles by Colin Quinn, Steve Buscemi, Tim Meadows, uh, Jake Goldberg, Tim Hurley, Norm MacDonald. Um yeah uh who anyone else you can think i can't even yeah no i'm looking through the cast not really no this movie was uh the most successful movie uh 
he had done up to this point. This movie uh, grossed so much more than it than it was worth. It was an eighty million dollar budget, and it grossed uh, uh, two two hundred and seventy one million dollars. Um, so it surpassed Click in becoming his highest grossing film worldwide. Uh, Adam Sandler famously. I remember hearing this story too, which is pretty interesting. He has showed his appreciation by buying brand new Maserati sports cars for his four, four coasters. Wow. Yeah. Um, and to which Chris Rock said after he received the car, he said he appreciated it, but it made him feel like Adam Sandler's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Man. movie, like most comedies in general and most Adam Sandler movies uh, from here until probably Uncut Gems, it has a very low approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 11% right now. Um, it is, uh, yeah, 30 out of 100 on Metacritic. It's not. It's generally unfavorably reviewed by uh, both uh, by, by critics and audiences alike. Um, but this movie is incredibly, you know, successful financially. So who cares? Uh, it it uh, also got a sequel, Grown Ups 2, which we'll be covering later. Some of the uh, trivia around this movie is I found to be, you know, not actually kind of on the more interesting side of like mm. Sandler movies, you know. Um, one of the big crazy things that uh, you can read here on IMDb is that the studio executives were not enthused about Selma Hayek being cast. They 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 specifically told Sandler that they would continue. Uh, looking until they could get a less ethnic actress for the part. Jeez. Sandler then told them he'd already offered Hayek the role and she'd accepted, adding that he would not consider recasting the part and warned them not to bring the subject up again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. See, like that makes, that makes me happy to hear. Like, first of all, Selma Hayek is the right choice. She's so good in this movie. Uh, it, it really is important, I think, for this particular crew to include lots of women and people of color in their films, especially as we get into the 20 teens, because the old, like, just a completely white cast of Sandler people is starting to get a little stale, I think. Like, yeah, I think so, too. It's good that Sandler and company are branching out, I think. And, they're, and their films become a little bit more interesting for it, like, I think they do different jokes, right? Because of this. Like, yes. you know, I'm not saying like there's there's definitely racist jokes in here and, 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 you know, off color and jokes you probably couldn't do today in this movie, but they're not quite, it's not quite the same. It's getting a little, we're getting, we're getting to a new era here and it's starting to feel a lot more like the 20s. Some of the for like ongoing ones. jokes are really good though. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Like Rob Schneider just being married to like an extremely old woman yeah. <laughs> is great. The breastfeeding yeah. thing the is breast pretty funny. The thing is incredible. And like just how the daughter, <laughs> like Kevin James's daughter acts, like when she's like, honey, do you want to use a fork for the cake? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, no, I don't. And then like throws the cake every, it's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. ba 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 did you know that some of this sunshine was CGI, Jeremy? 
<laughs> Apparently it was all rainy and cold when they shot. Oh, this that's movie. awesome. That's really cool. I didn't yeah, you would have never I wonder that. if this is one of those movies where uh they all kind of like when they were filming, they all stayed around there. You know, like oh, I like sure. to picture like a wet hot American summer type situation where the cast and crew were all like staying around. Yeah, I I don't know, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that's how it was. Uh, that's how he likes to film his movies. Is like it's uh, it's doubles as sort of a vacation for him and his friends. <laughs> sure. Um. But yeah, you want to hit us with that plot? Oh yeah. You know, I figure we do it for every other uh, movie. Might as well keep There's the. There's no reason going. not to do it for this one. Yeah, I can't think of a good reason anyway. In 1978, childhood friends Lenny Fetter, Eric Lamanzoff, Kurt McKenzie, Marcus Higgins, and Rob Hillard win their junior high school basketball championship. They celebrate at a lake house uh, with their coach, Robert Buzzer Ferdinando. What do you think of the casting of these kids for the younger uh, versions of the guys? Um, I love it. <laughs> I love Yeah, I thought they were all pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah, they're great. Um, I thought like uh, you know, it's it's also always great to see um what's his name as the uh the coach, uh Blake Clark. <laughs> mm. As the as the uh, you know, back in action. Um, it's uh also seeing uh what's his name David Spade's dad is like the drunk guy. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, thirty years later in two thousand and eight, Lenny is a wealthy and successful Hollywood talent agent, married to fashion designer Roxanne, and his has three children named Greg, Keithy, and Becky. Man, I wish I could remember the line, but it's like. His first line when he's grown up that we hear because he's like talking on the phone or whatever, um, he says like what his job is like right in the title or like right in that first line. Like it, it's the most like expositiony first line ever, almost to a point where it's like funny how how much they're just like trying to tell you. Yep, he's a Hollywood talent agent. Now. I know. <laughs> His, I think his opening line is like, I'm the biggest talent, I'm the biggest agent in Hollywood, and you're telling me I, you can't do this? Well, I'll pull Brad Pitt from your movie. It's yeah. like the corniest, <laughs> the corniest, like, uh, exposition line of dialogue. Uh, Eric claims to, like, I gotta say, by the way, great character name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eric claims to co-own a lawn furniture company and has two children named Donna and Bean. Uh, his wife, Sally, still breastfeeds Bean. Uh, Kurt is a stay-at-home father, has two children named Andre and Charlotte. His wife, Deanne, is pregnant with her third child, and her mother, Ronzoni, lives with them. Uh, uh, you Marcus, know, and Maya Rudolph was, was actually pregnant at the time, and yes. uh, the father of this child was uh, somebody we might have covered on this podcast. She got pregnant for the movie. Yep, mm-hmm. and the dad <laughs> was David Lynch. All right, let's go on. Marcus is a slacker and Lothario. Do you know what yeah. Lothar- Lothario means? Isn't it like a ladies' man or something? I think so. I was gonna. It's it's also Mario's brother, Lothario. Anyway, ah, gotcha. 
Rob is married to his much older fourth wife, Gloria. <laughs> uh, when Buzzer dies, the five friends reunite for his funeral in their hometown with their families. Lenny rents the Earnshaw family's lake house for everyone to stay over Fourth of July weekend. Uh, though his family is leaving early to attend Roxanne's fashion show in Milan. I just checked, because I was curious, this did come out June 25th, so uh, mm. great timing, you know, 4th of July. Yeah, oh yeah. Can you imagine uh, he, a couple of dogs and a sparkler and then going to see grownups? Can't imagine. Dude, I, you tweeted something about hot dogs a while uh-huh. ago. <laughs> Yeah. I've been eating so many hot dogs. Same, same. <laughs> I don't know what, I think it is a summer thing. I, it know? is. I, it sounds good everywhere I go. And and honestly, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be eating as many hot dogs as I've been eating. <laughs> uh, he pushes Greg and Keithy to play outside and runs into his childhood opponent, Dickie, who claims Lenny's foot was out of bounds when he made the winning shot. That this is so stupid. I love Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn as an actor is a really interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, he's hardly ever acting in anything, and when he does, I just feel like I always really like him. Yeah, he's underrated. I think he's always. I always liked him as the uh, uh, as a update update guy. <laughs> yeah, Colin Quinn uh, just being like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your foot was out of bounds. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll beat you at this. He's like, I don't really want to play that. <laughs> it's just like it's such a great... Yeah. As the uh, friends spread buzzers, ashes, Rob breaks down over his failed marriages and reveals that he has invited his estranged daughters, Jasmine, Amber, and Bridget to visit. Uh, the men play arrow roulette, shooting an arrow <laughs> straight into the air, and Rob wins by not running for cover. Uh, but the arrow impales his left foot. This is such a good sequence. Like the whole thing, the running in slow motion, like they all get hurt in different ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sandler grabs the dog. The dog, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, bits they've established too at this point. Like the, the uh, Maya Rudolph's mom like farts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one. Um, and then, like, uh, Selma Hayek is, like, obviously, like, kind of a... She's, like, a working woman, and so she's very, like... She like they she wants to go to Milan, like, for Fashion Week, and they kind of keep having to put that aside for, for this, like, trip, and, uh, and yeah, uh, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Um, Lenny is thrilled to find the kids playing with the cup and string telephones uh, Roxanne realizes the positive impact the weekend is having on their children and tells Lenny to cancel their trip to Milan and stay at the lake instead yeah there really is like no plot at all I know which I, is, I'm surprised uh, they wrote this much about the movie on Wikipedia <laughs> yeah I sort of didn't even realize it though too until like towards the end of the movie I was like wait a minute there wasn't a story yeah. Here. I mean, look, there's there's such a there's a genre called like a hangout movie, you know? Yeah. And and that doesn't necessarily need like the plot is of a hangout movie is different than a, the plot of a you know, any other movie. Like like Days and Confused doesn't have much of a plot either. 
but it right owns you know and this is similar i think where it's just like what's a good scenario to get all these funny people to like hang out with each other give it some sort of light plot you know or whatever um and then uh yeah so i don't really Every- mind. i don't really think it needs like a you know mission possible style like three act structure plot or whatever i think it's yeah I mean, I would like them all to have to sign a uh, a contract with the football with a football coach, though, th- saying that they're not gonna, you know, party and do drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, everyone visits wa- wa- Water Wiz, where Marcus flirts with Jasmine and Amber after buying them skimpy bikinis, and Eric teaches Bean to drink real milk. Uh, the families. <laughs> Cause chaos throughout the park. The wives attract a bodybuilder, then jeer at his high-pitched Canadian accent. Uh, Rob assaults side attendant Norby, slide attendant Norby, when he insults Bridget. And Eric ignores Donna's warning about a chemical in the children's pool that turns urine blue. Is that real? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the zipline attraction, Lenny. Lenny's group may meet up with Dickie and his former teammates, including Wiley, who is severely injured after crashing a shed while sliding down the zip line by his feet. You ever hang out on a boat for like a a long time? Oh yeah, dude. I love I kinda love boat stuff. <laughs> and you're like swimming and stuff. Oh yeah. And uh it's funny how like in those situations like everyone's just like peeing in the in the like in the water but like no one says anything about it you know what i mean oh yeah like i feel like i've been on a boat with people for like five hours Mm -hmm. and none of us had like mentioned like oh i have to like go to the bathroom or something but we all know that one another has like peed in the water yeah oh yeah (laughs) point (laughs) yeah you know what i like to do is i'll take you one further i like to pee in the water and then i'll just take i'll just take my cup that i'm drinking and just scoop that pee right out of the water baby drink it on up drink it uh-huh. i was talking to some friends recently about you know the uh because there's a thing that like what's it called there's like a straw or something that um what's what's the term for it it like makes your it makes water like peer or whatever so you can drink it and you can like oh, dilute right. your pee, and like you can safely drink pee if you want to. That's pretty cool. We were trying to figure out like, could you just keep doing that forever? Like, could you just keep drinking water, drink, and then like, pee a, it out, a, and then drink a bottle's it, worth of water, and then pee it out, and then drink it through the through that like straw thing? Yeah, I'm googling it now, and it looks like uh, you could do it forever. Nothing bad would ever happen to you. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Google said that? Yeah, Google said that you could do that forever. Nothing bad will ever happen. Uh, returning to the lake house, Lenny teaches his son to shoot a, a bank shot, and the couples end the night dancing together. Uh, the next day, Rob attacks Marcus, mistakenly believing that he slept with Jasmine, and Marcus is missed feeling insecure compared to his family married friends. Um... There's a joke in here before this where it's implied that David Spade, uh, you know, had relations with a dog. 
<laughs> yeah. There's also a what joke, joke earlier. Yeah, there's also a joke earlier, I guess, we, if we're mentioning bad jokes, like that, there, it, it, that implies Kevin James had sex with his wife while she was asleep. And it was oh, like, yeah. and then, and then, and then all the guys go like, "Can you do that?" And like, it's like played for laughs, but uh, it is not. Uh, it, <laughs> it's not. It's not funny uh, at all. Yeah. Uh, everyone comes clean about the state of their lives. Roxanne confronts Lenny for canceling their flight to Milan before they left home, and he admits that he wanted their family to have a normal vacation. Deanne confronts Kurt for spending time with the Fetters nanny Rita, but Kurt retaliates by pointing out how she underappreciates him. Eric reveals that he was laid off from his job, and Rob admits what everybody already knows, that he wears a toupee. Uh, Or as he calls it, a tupe, I believe. Uh, Gloria helps everyone reconcile, and Lenny and Kurt offer to help Eric start a new business. Uh, on their last day at the lake house, Lenny and his friends agree to rematch against Dickie, uh, Robido, Musby, Tardio, and Malcolm. Uh, the game culminates in Lenny and Greg facing Dickie and his son, but Lenny misses the game deciding shot. Yo, Sandler's doing some like cool basketball stuff in this, by the way. Yeah. There's like a couple quick cuts where you're like, oh, damn, Sandler can like dribble between his legs and do all the cool you know he plays i'm sure he plays a lot yeah um as the families watch the fourth of july fireworks uh lenny tells roxanne that he let dickie's family win to get him off his case uh and felt that his own family needed to grow know what losing feels like a drunken Marcus plays another game of arrow roulette and the crowd flees in panic. <laughs> Trapped in a full body cast, Wiley is struck in the foot by the arrow declaring, we win again before fainting. <laughs> Good stuff. Amazing. Amazing. Buscemi's got his... He's, do, he's doing the YMCA, the Y, the Y from YMCA permanently. Because of his cast, it's good stuff. It's great that Buscemi has remained a Sandler staple since uh, Airheads. Really, they must have had they must have had such a good time on that movie. I bet you they have dinner together once in a while. Oh the Buscemi's yeah. and the Sandlers. Oh yeah, I bet their kids hang out or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that's all. That's it for the podcast, right? We just talked about the movie, and then <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting, man. This is a little bit of a shorter one today, but it's like, I mean, I I do feel like we should maybe spend the next ten to fifteen minutes talking just about some of our favorite bits and jokes and stuff that we liked about the movie because I think I, this is a really interesting one, right? Like, this is like a big piece. This is a big part of Sandler's career. Like, grownups, we might not have seen it, and it may not have been a part of our childhood, but it is a part of somebody's childhood, like big time. Right. Um, because this is, again, huge success for Sandler. I guess, like, I, you know, it, why it's not necessarily one of the greats for me, like, even compared to Hubie Halloween, I think Hubie Halloween is a better Sandler movie. I think it's a better, like, uh, display of their sense of humor. Is I think, I, I don't know if I, like, l- love Sandler, like, as a dad. 
You know what mm. I mean? Or like as a serious guy. Like he's he makes jokes in this movie, but I I don't like the morality tale of Grown Ups so much. Like I wish that this was I wish this had like twice as many jokes, twice as many bits and like they weren't trying to wedge in like um a touching tale of kids and adults. I mean, that's probably why it was so successful cuz you know, both like it's a family movie pretty much. Right. But um but yeah, for my money, you know, I I want more just complete like Sandler chaos, like more you know, more hijinks, more guys falling down huge flights of stairs getting hit in the nuts with <laughs> bowling balls and like sure. I, I you know i want more i want more of the classic uh sandler style um and i get i get that you know we're not in that anymore and definitely around 2011 you know we, we we're starting the new sandler era right but you know it's 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 i think what keeps these movies from being um you know the greats for me what do you think um, I, yeah, I kind of, I agree with you. I also think that, uh, you know, we were talking about like bedtime stories, you know, them trying to do like a kid's movie and he's a dad in that too. And, uh, yeah. I feel like this is a better kid's movie than, than bedtime stories. This is like oh, the yeah. perfect family <laughs> movie. Cause it's like, oh, yeah. it's got some jokes for the, for the older people and it's kind of got like a little bit of a like naughtiness to it to where like kids kids are like ooh man what does that mean or whatever um but there's like some funny like physical humor and a lot of silliness um i don't know i it's funny thinking about like normally i would watch a movie and if i realized that it like didn't really have a story i would maybe get annoyed about it uh-huh. But with this movie, it really is just like the the pitch is okay. This is uh, David Spade, Rob Schneider, Chris Rock, Kevin James, and Adam Sandler hanging out in the woods at a cabin together. <laughs> yeah, like dude. just tell me that, and I'm 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 in. I don't care what the plot is. Yeah. Um. I think like if you if you if they like went on tour and did a show where it's just those five guys sitting in those lawn chairs just like shooting the shit razzing each other mm-hmm. people would pay like tons of they, they'd like pack theaters and stuff oh yeah um, of course oh yeah. hell yeah they would yeah so yeah and they're having a good time doing it so i don't know i i can like i i appreciate this movie because i feel like it you can tell they were having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a movie that, like, for how much money it made, like, it's a pretty bare bones. Like, you could make this movie as an indie movie. You know what I mean? But aside from the stars. Yeah, like, I think, I mean, this, the budget seems like it was just the stars. Yeah. Um, Eric, hold on, though. Are you, hmm. wait a minute. Let me pitch this to you right now and tell me that this isn't a better movie. Okay, you ready? Okay. It's Grown Ups but there's no kids in it. <laughs> you tell me that's not a better movie? It's I do think that would be a better movie, <laughs> it's yeah. It's grown-ups, but no kids and no wives. It's just the gang. And, you know, they're trying to relive their glory days. You know, they're they're all having midlife crises. I do think that, I, yeah, you're right. That would be funnier <laughs> and better. <laughs> because then you wouldn't have all of the 
you know, I I think they could, and it's not like they ruin the movie or anything. It's just no. that like what you want is from this crew is the the freaking juice, man. Oh, uh, question: Who do you think of the grown-ups is the best character, and who do you think is the least best character? I think Rob Schneider's character is the best. <laughs> I think he's the funniest. <laughs> he is funny. Um, yeah. I don't know. I sort of have a thing about David Spade where mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just yeah, I, 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 he's my least favorite probably. Yeah. Out of all them. I think that they uh, for me it's Chris Rock. I don't think they gave him a good character to play. Yeah. Like I don't like that he's the stay-at-home dad, like, bad at cooking. That's his only character is that he's bad at cooking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. I think they could have given him something better uh, to play with. Yeah, it doesn't... That setup doesn't really lend itself to, like... Chris Rock is funny when he's, like, going off on people. I know. And be, like, really <laughs> animated and stuff. Yeah, I don't want to see the, like, the tame Chris Rock. I want to see, yeah, him kind of let loose. Like... I think Maya Rudolph is funnier in this movie than Chris Rock is because she's like roasting people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, if you were to assign a rating to this movie out of, let's say, four Chucky Freckles. Yes, sir. Uh, By the way, how many bottles of Dasani water do you think are are in uh, this movie? I don't know, but man, I oh, we should go through and 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 list off all the brands we can remember. KFC, KFC for sure. Yep, Dasani. Um, <laughs> David Spade's wearing a Boston shirt. The band Boston. Yeah. Uh. There's um, um. Oh, oh, crap. Uh. Oh, I had so much more. Damn. Um, eh, this is probably a bad bit. We should cut this. <laughs> I can't yeah, think I don't of, remember. I can't think of any. Uh, there there are a ton, um, but uh, I can't. I can't remember them. So anyways, I'm going to rank this movie a two. This is going to get the mighty two. It is a uh, two is not a bad score. It doesn't mean that. I just like the movie at all. It's the Little Nicky score. It's the Mr. Deeds score. Uh, it's it's what I gave Hugo last week, actually, is a two. Mm. Um, uh, the movie Funny People got a 2.25, and I think that's right for me. I do like that movie 0.25 more than this movie. But this movie is still really, you know, it's still fun. And you know what? I'm going to rewatch this movie. Like, this is, you know what I mean? I'm going to see this movie again, I think, someday. So I agree with you. Not that I, uh, I might have to do this. This might be my 4th of July tradition. <laughs> Curl up with a bowl of popcorn and watch grownups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Curl up with a nice, uh, big, uh, bucket of KFC. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I will give this movie. I think I'm going to go like 2.5. Yeah. Or four. Not bad. Uh, I like this movie. I was pleasantly uh, surprised. I'm excited for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I uh, 
I'm trying to put this into perspective with with my other ratings. So I gave The Age of Innocence 2.25. I do like this movie better than The Age of Innocence. Um, 51st States, 2 out of 4. I like uh, this. Yeah, you gave it a 2.5. I gave 51st States a 2.5. I, I, I uh, yeah, that's a good score. I'm going to lower my Hugo score, though, to <laughs> 1.75. <laughs> What did you wait? What did you give Hugo? I gave it a two uh, a two out of four. And now you're giving it a one point seven five. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yep. man. R.I.P. Hugo. And I gave well. I I won't even spoil this. But if you're if you're not listening to the Patreon, you're never gonna know the wild score I gave. I still know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, what? Yeah, did we score? I still know what you did last summer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What did I give it? Well, you can't say on the free show. Wow. Do you I'm, think I'm people like, are torrenting our our uh, Patreon? Well, yeah. Podcast? Yeah, they definitely are, and and I've actually been I'm actually working with the FBI right now to sort of shut them down, and we're kind of like going to people's houses and pulling their computers out of their wall and like taking it home for evidence and stuff. <laughs> Peeing on the floor before you leave. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of doing the PP treatment. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of the PP treatment, uh, <laughs> next episode <laughs> is going to be, <laughs> let's see, ScorseseFilmography.com. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess the next movie is Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> It is, and you know yeah. what? We already covered it. So, well, there's two sh- short films. There's one called Martin Scorsese Eats a Cookie, and there's one called Bad Twenty Five. So after the Wolf, definitely not do those. <laughs> <laughs> after Wolf of Wall Street, there's something called Life Itself. Yeah. Which is a what? Bi- biography, biographical documentary about Roger Ebert. So we can Oh yeah, that's no, no. Yeah, we're that. not doing that. Like here, let, hold on. Let me let me see here. Uh, as a director, he Hey, did... Kathy Scorsese directed a movie <laughs> called Campus Code. Okay, we're not doing that. Um here, so, I have an, I have a legit uh proposition for you. Tell me w- your thoughts. Okay. I'm being kind of selfish because I do want to watch this movie and it tech and it is a it could you could argue it's it wouldn't be next. It actually comes before Hugo and Wolf of Wall Street, but we could do it. Mm-hmm. It's the George Harrison living in the material world. Oh yeah, I'd like to watch that. You want to watch that? Yeah. Okay. I and I think uh it's streaming somewhere. Hulu, uh, it looks like. Uh it's on Hulu? Yeah. <laughs> looks like it. Hulu, baby, yeah, yes, sir. Let's uh, let's watch that. Yes. So Sounds, next uh, episode, we will be living in a material world because we are material girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's uh on to um, crud, man. It's uh, on to silence. Yeah, silence, or as I like to call it, shh. Mm. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we could also cover um, another thing that uh, uh, another film that we talked about covering that maybe we'd want to we might want to is uh, Shine a Light, which is kind of like the Last Waltz. It's mm. uh, the Rolling Stones concert, right? That he did. Um, it's very good. I saw it in theaters. Totally up to you, though. Uh, I did. You know, at the beginning of this movie or at the beginning of this podcast, I said. You know, hey, yeah, we got like we're at the three quarters mark with both uh, both people. That is not true. I'm realizing now, but we are <laughs> yeah, at we the end like of Scorsese. Scorsese's yeah, left. yeah. We actually have. Let's see. Um, if we cover Shine a Light in George Harrison's documentary, that's one, two. Then we have three, four, five. Um, we have five. We have right. five left. Five weeks of that left. Let's take a let's look at Adam Sandler real quick just to see. Again, shorter episode. Don't mind. Uh, don't mind letting the listeners in on a little uh, podcast planning. Oh yeah, this is what the people want. Family, hear. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. want when you go to Olive Garden, you want to take a peek in that kitchen, and you right. want to see what they're doing to those breadsticks. Yes, you do. Okay, we have just go with it, Jack and Jill. That's my boy, Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Grown Ups 2, Blended, Top 5. Oh, uh, oh no, Top 5 doesn't count. Um, Men, Women, and Children, The Cobbler, Pixels, Hotel Transylvania 2, <laughs> Ridiculous 6, The Do-Over, Sandy Wexler, Meyerwitz Stories, The Week of, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania 3, Murder Mystery, Uncut Gems, uh... And I, I, we could definitely skip Hustle and Hubie Halloween because we've already done them. Well, we're doing Hubie Halloween again <laughs> this year. Well, for, uh, for Halloween, yeah, of course. Yeah. So that I that's like that's <laughs> double the amount of Marty movies. So I think I propose Eric on top of covering those two documentaries for Scorsese, we do for every two Sandlers we do a Marty. Uh, okay. Yeah. That How makes does that sense. sound? I mean, that's the only. Yeah. And we're gonna get. It's gonna be tough. We're gonna get sick of it. Uh, I don't mean two in a week. I mean like we do a week. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah, like uh, two you. weeks of Sandler's and then one week of Marty. Unless you want to do two Sandler's in a week, I I think I could maybe commit to that right now because my job is slow. <laughs> uh, now nah, let's keep let's keep going at the pace we're doing and just we'll we'll just switch up the. Okay. We'll do two Sandler's for each Scorsese. So, so then I'm actually proposing then finally that we actually next week we cover just go with it. You know what, Jeremy? I'm just going to go with it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we came to this conclusion. Sorry, listeners. I know that was a that was a wild ride for you to go on with us just now, but that is how the sausage gets made, folks. It's oh, quick, yeah. it's dirty, but it's still sausage, technically. Yeah. <laughs> My hands are filthy now, too. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was our episode on Grown Ups. Stay tuned for uh, the next episode. Just go with it. Follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Hubie Halloween One. Wow, really butchered that. Uh, and find our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy and Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.